Hey. Hey. I'm Liza. I'm Riss. And this is the Little Sleep Much Reading Podcast. Finally, from so little sleeping and so much reading, his brain dried up and he went completely out of his mind. It's corn. It's corn. Do you think if we say the real word, we'll get shadow banned? No. Okay. Guys, we want to tell you now, if just in case you didn't see the explicit warning on this episode, um, this episode's not about books about corn. It's about books about porn. Mm-hmm. Plot twist. What I'm if scared? What if someone got really excited about it being a corn episode? We'll do a corn episode in fall. We could definitely do a corn episode. You know, there's there's enough books about corn. There's so many children of the corn, clown in a cornfield. But you know what? There's not as many books about corn. No. As there are about porn. Yeah. But also let's clarify, because my book is in fact about porn, but yours simply is porn. Correct. (laughs) There's a difference. There's a big difference. But like, it's all part of one big umbrella, Mm -hmm. which is corn. Liza, what did you read? (laughs) I read Schmutz by Felicia Berliner, which is a literary fiction book about this um, Orthodox Jewish girl who is addicted to pornography. What did you read? Um, I read this wonderful book that was recommended to me by my dear friend um, Alexis from work. Uh, it's called Court of the Vampire Queen. Um, wow. Uh, it's by Kate Robert. Kate Robert. The wow, amount- Kate. I had to refill her book on the book talk table, her books, plural, so many times. Very popular woman in the world of li- of uh, what do we call it? What do we call it? Smut. I was gonna say like dark romance, but not really. Fantasy romance. Here's the tea. I find my inclination instead of calling it smut because I associate I associate I associate smut with fan fiction specifically. I don't know why. But my inclination, even if it's not literary per se, is to call it like literary pornography. And I really think that that entire subject is really interesting mm-hmm. because I feel like it's been around for a fairly long time. And like, if you look back in history, there was like these like very like lewd books that you could buy and read. And like, that was a form, that was your form of pornography back before there was anything 
else. And then if we think about it, women specifically have been reading this like smutty romance fiction for decades. And it's kind of having a renaissance with the youth of today. And I think that's really interesting. It's wonderful, honestly. (laughs) It is. Men get to watch porn left and right. Men have men have access to women's bodies 24-7 whenever they want, however they want. Right. Why? Not fair. That's why they're so entitled to everything. Yeah. That's how I feel about that. So I think women should be able to have our little books. All the girlies can have their little books. And if the author's gonna obscenely describe a dick, as she should. It's interesting. I've also have seen studies that like women, and this is not to shame any women that do watch pornography because like that's perfectly fine too. Like you're allowed to live your life. But like I've seen statistics that women are less likely to want to like watch pornography as they are to want to read it. Or like that's why there's like that new company that's like audio porn and it's targeted to girls because girls are just less likely to want to like log on to Pornhub than boys are, which is interesting. I think it has something to do with now that there's OnlyFans, it's a little different, but most porn is through the male gaze, even if it's queer. And you don't see that with the fiction. It's all through the female gaze because how many how many male romance writers are there? Maybe not. Sparks. And he's not writing sex scenes, I don't think. Is Maybe, he? Maybe, but like I think he does like the the dip your toe in sex scenes where he's like, and they shut off the light. Next chapter. <laughs> yes. But right, you're right. He's like the only one. Otherwise, when you go into the romance section at your local bookstore, it's the girls. And like, why? Like, isn't that, isn't that so terrible that women have to like create their own ideas of what they want a man to be like? And men like can't actually do that. And they can't, like a man writing a book about what they want a woman to be like is like Harley Quinn. Right, right, right shit we live in a society we live in a society oh boy but yeah that's why it slays i don't know about you i don't usually read that type of book no not since i was 13 14 read fanfic exactly exactly so it's kind of fun i'm really excited to hear about your book because I'm excited to talk about it. My book did end up being like more literary, which I'm really, I'm, I loved this book. But like now I'm like, I got to see what's the tea with these, with these not literary fiction books. Mm-hmm. What's up with that? Um, should we say our spice rating before we get to talking about both our books? Or should we yeah. say it the books? Let's say it now. Okay. So, like I said, mine was not technically the exact genre of, like, romance. So, it's hard to decide 
what I would give the spice. In terms of like how graphic it was, maybe we could say that. Um, for mine specifically, I would say it's probably gonna be like a seven for graphic detail of sex. What's yours? Seven out of 10. Um, for, for the amount of smut in this book, it's definitely like an 11 on the one to 10 scale because it's literally every three pages. <laughs> um, but for the graphicness, I'm going to give it I'm going to give it like an 8.5, a 9. And only because, only because it it would also get a 10. But the thing is, it just happens every other page to the point where like by like halfway through the book, I'm honestly like, all right, again, you know what I mean? Like, like it almost like loses its touch. And like, she's describing all these crazy things. And I'm literally like, and you know what I mean only because it's happened so much so that's the only like it's crazy it's wild we're gonna get into it but I'm gonna give it like 8.59 did she how many times did she say member or shaft I don't think she said it not once thank god no she goes she goes straight for it we get the p word we get the d word (laughs) throw it all in there the c word I hate the c word oh my god Mm-hmm. no but honestly thank god she didn't say member and shaft because okay we're all girls we're not we're not all girls here but we're all friends here you remember the days of tumblr fan fiction how many times did i have to read a one direction fan fiction and they said they would never say a word that made any sense they would say member they would say shaft they would say length she might have said length once. <laughs> That's like one of the worst ones. I don't know why. His length. Length. It just doesn't make any fucking sense. No, it's weird. <laughs> and I don't know, but I might just be fucking insane. Also, we need to have a fan fiction episode because we have a friend who still reads Harry Styles fan fiction like every day. Um, so we will do that eventually. But I don't know if I'm just literally like fucked up in the brain, but did you used to read their lines in their accents? Yes. Okay, good. Thank God. There's no other way. Thank God. Because I don't I didn't want that to be just a me thing. That is the way to do it. That's you have to like if you're not using Harry Styles' accent to read your Harry Styles smut. Come on. Come on. Oh my god. Who wants to go first? Um I think yours should go. I think we should save yours for a second because it's like the epitome. Lovely. Um, so in that case, I'll go first. So, you guys, I read Schmutz by Felicia Berliner. This book is fairly new. I know it came out in 2022, but I feel like it may have actually come out towards the end of 2022, if I'm remembering correctly. July. Um, And I have a signed edition. Also, I love the cover of this book. It has a hamantaschen, like, as a vagina, which I always think hamantaschen looks like a vagina. And there's, like, 
different if you look it up there's different some people think it is a like it the hamantashen is a vagina but some people think it's but it actually is like the ear of haman and you eat it during Purim. um but it's giving vagina and we love that we love things that are inadvertently shaped like vaginas that's like my favorite thing that happens so many things in the natural world vagina ever cut an orange in half that's a vagina like the a mango a papaya they're everywhere um so i do love this cover i did take the dust jacket off because i was gonna be reading this at work and i was like um i don't need my new place of work to see to ask about this because they would they'd be like oh what are you reading and then they'd see the cover and be like oh and i'd be like oh I was still so scared people were going to ask what it was about. And I was going to have to be like, it's just a coming of age story about a Jewish girl. That was going to be what my thing was. But it, it is. And it is in a way. So this book is about a Hasidic Jewish girl named Bryzel, um, who lives in Brooklyn. And she's, well, she's Orthodox. I don't actually think she's Hasidic. But she lives in an Orthodox community. She's 18 years old. And she is addicted to watching pornography so she has um she's not married yet but her mother is trying to set her up in a marriage um but in the meantime she's going to school for accounting and she works at like an accounting firm on the side and she has a computer um for work and school and she never had a computer before and she starts to learn how to use the computer and she's like using google and at first she's using it to look up like religious stuff and then at some point she just starts to Google about sex and learn more about sex because nobody ever told her about it because that's very taboo in the Orthodox community. And then she eventually finds internet porn and it starts taking over her life and she starts to see a therapist about it because she feels like it's wrong. But it really is just like a story about a girl coming into her sexuality uh, and it really is a coming of age, even though she's 18 years old, because obviously, when you come from an ultra religious community, you're going to be coming to realize these things a lot later than someone who's in like the regular internet age. And it's just a really interesting exploration of that and, and an exploration of Jewish culture as well. And there's a lot of other stuff going on too. And like her brother, she thinks she has figured out what gay means from having the internet and her she starts to realize that her brother like is probably gay and the book is set around Purim and there's this really like beautiful scene or like that's also tragic where on Purim it's basically like Jewish Halloween it's like a very very um what's the word I'm looking for easy way to describe it like that's not the full story of Purim but like to the outside world Purim Jewish Halloween um, and he wants to dress up like a woman and he does. Um, but then he's forced to take off the makeup and the gown and it's like really sad. Um, but there's like just a lot going on and, and these different siblings, um, how they don't fit in to the community and the society that they've been raised in. So with that being said, I'll get right into my rating scale. For readability, I gave this book an eight. I could not put this book down. It was so interesting. 
I love a book where the main character is just getting into all sorts of shenanigans and you're like, I gotta know what happens fucking next because this bitch is crazy. And this book had that vibe. I'll get into it more when I talk about characterization as well. But like, I'm trying to think of something to liken it to. Obviously, much more tame. But like, does anybody watch the TV show Never Have I Ever? And it's about this girl, Davy. Uh, she's a high school girl. And she's just literally always getting herself into crazy situations. And it's so entertaining. Like this book has that energy of you're like, come on, bitch, what the hell? Now I got to watch the next episode. Like now I got to read the next chapter. Um, so we love that. For writing style, um, for language style, I gave this book a nine. I thought this writing was phenomenal. This is this author's debut novel and it's incredible. And I can't wait to see what she could possibly do next. I highlighted this one passage because I was just like, what the fuck? And I'll read it for you guys. Um, so this is a scene between Rizal and her mother. Rizal feels those bodies, the elbows and knees of the girl bodies inside her own. Hugging mommy, she feels the other mommy bodies inside her. They make mommy full and thick and busy, too crowded. She wants them to get out of mommy and the girls to get out of her. It's terribly selfish that she doesn't want to give up a little bit of space inside herself for them, but she doesn't. She imagines them escaping through her skin, how they dance out of the room, how much lighter she feels as they leave. She squeezes mommy more tightly, urging those yidin to go, and she loves to have mommy squeeze her back. What? It was gorgeous. And this was about like reflecting on, because um, her mom says something about um, they're lighting the Shabbat candles. And she says that we're not just lighting them for ourselves. We're lighting them for all the 6 million Jews who were killed in the Holocaust. And so when you think about that and you think about that line, Rizal feels those bodies, the elbows and knees of the girl bodies inside her own. Like that image alone is just so striking. And I think it will stick with me for a really, 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 really long time. Um, I had another, there's just a lot of really gorgeous, 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 gorgeous language with this. So it's worth picking it up for that alone. And it's funny too, because like I said, I rated this, what did I say? A seven for like graphic detail. Um, and it does go into graphic imagery of pornography, but even that very well crafted. Uh, and it, it, it's in such a, almost funny way because Rizal his first language is Yiddish and so she's mostly thinking in Yiddish and so she doesn't have the language to describe a lot of body parts and a lot of like and positions that like you or I would have and so she's sort of making them up on her own or she's using these Yiddish terms and it's really fucking funny uh, and this book is definitely a comedy uh, because of that and other reasons but very clever use of language in this book I did omit form but I will say the chapters in this book are each titled and they're also very short and I do love that and I think it does help like move the book along really quickly, but otherwise not really going to talk about form or write form because it's pretty standard. 
for shelf worthiness, I gave this book an eight. I'm definitely hanging on to it, definitely adding it to the collection. Uh, I would read it again. I would use it as an example of of really good, um, like chewy writing for plot. I gave this book an eight. Like I said, you're just trying to see what the fuck is up with Rizal. Like, you want to get to the end of this book because you have to know. And I love a coming of age book. I think we get stuck in this like idea that a coming of age book is only for young adult fiction and that it's only for a certain genre, if that makes sense. And that it's only for a certain age, but you can come of age at any age. And you can come of age in any genre and you can read a coming of age age book at any time, almost especially if it's about somebody who's from a very different lifestyle or culture than your own, because you're like, they're navigating coming of age in a very different way than you did. And I just think it's funny to have a coming of age book about a plot, coming of age plot surrounded by a girl who's addicted to porn. Like, that's so fucking funny. Like, that's so clever and it's so interesting and it's actually feels kind of like a radical act in and of itself as well. And like we talked about it, like this whole genre of pornography and literature is a sort of reclamation of pornography for women and queer people because so much of mainstream pornography is dominated by straight men so it's just like a lot like the plot like the idea the concept behind this book is just really interesting and really clever and one of those things I think you only get every once in a great while and last but not least for characterization I gave this a nine I am with Rizal. I am invested in these characters. I can understand them. They are, she's growing and she's changing throughout. She's coming to realize herself more, but also everything about her makes sense. Everything about her is carried through throughout the novel. Um, there's a blurb on the back that is from the woman, uh, Disha Filia, who writes The Secret Lives of Church Ladies, um, which I've seen many times, but I've never read it. And she just, her she ends her blurb with Rizal forever. And I was like, that's how I feel. Like, what a fun, what a fun character. And what a little treat that Berliner gave us this character to spend, you know, however many 250 pages with. And the fact that it is coming of age, because so many other coming of age characters are so fucking stupid. Like, the first thing that comes to mind when I think of a coming-of-age character is, like, Holden Caulfield or some shit. And you're like, I hate that motherfucker. But now, with, like, something like this, you're like, I love this crazy bitch. Like, queen. Queen of porn. Hello. Slay. Live your life. And that's how I feel about her. Really wonderful book. I would recommend everybody to read it. Uh, especially fun read for Jewish people, but also really fun read for non-Jewish people. And I think even if you're, like, the type of person who is more inclined to read Marissa's book for this week, like, actual romance, you would still get a kick out of this book, I think. I think it's a funny, almost satire of pornography that any woman would find entertaining to read. So go pick it up.
go pick it up right oh. now. I also realized I could have very well read this for our Jewish book week, which is coming up, but I'm actually really glad I read it for this week too, because it just makes you think about like pornography in a really yeah. interesting way. There's there's no there's no rules. No rules. There's no rules at the podcast. Uh-uh. That's not how this works. No. Um, oh, I forgot to say earlier, um, today that we are recording this is February 5th, which means it is uh, the Saint Day of St. Agatha of Sicily. I love St. Agatha of Sicily! We love St. Agatha. She's really cool. Um, I thought everyone should know that. Everybody look up St. Agatha and specifically find the pl- the painting of her titties on the plate. Yes. You'll know it when you see it. Right now, go do it. Titties on a plate. She's such um, a crazy girl. We love her. We love her. Patron it, saint of... Sexual assault. Yes. And I think also breast cancer. Yes. And I don't remember. Some kind of natural disaster saved her. I don't... Was it an earthquake? Okay. Earthquake. I was going to say, I feel like she's a patron saint of a natural disaster. I couldn't remember if it was an earthquake or a volcano eruption, but or earthquake, yes. Maybe it was volcano. I think it was earthquake, though. I think it was earthquake. Um, so go celebrate her right now. Um, yeah, so let's let's get into this wonderful book that I read. Uh, this book is 476 pages, and I think about um, 436 of these pages are smut. Just so you know. Um, so, like I said, I got this recommendation from my friend at work, Alexis. I was going to read A Court of Thorns and Roses because that's popping off right now. But I got word that it isn't real smutty until book two. So I was like, well, I can't jump to book two. So let me find something else. So then I picked up this book. Um, and because Alexis told me to. And okay, Alexis is lovely. She's like super cute, always dressing cute, always looking cute, always like they always make her front of store because she's such a good like greeter and um and she tells me she's like I just be recommending this book to people all the time and I'm like I don't know how you do that because that's wild this book is insane um pretty much the premise of the story is our main character her name's Mina she gets sent by her father who like her father seems to be like the king of all vampires um to go live uh with this vampire who has been secluded in his house he's he he's not allowed to leave for like over a hundred years now and just like every so often her dad will just send someone to him and he will like mess mess around with them or he will drink their blood until they are dead um obviously and so that's pretty much what she sent there to do be whatever he wants her to be um and that sets off our book um i'm going to i'm gonna hop into 
the reading scale. And when we get to plot, I'm going to talk a little bit more about the um, porn in it. So let's go. For readability and interest, I gave this a seven. Like I said, it's like 476 pages or something. And, um, you know, I read about 200 in the first day that I sat down to read this book. It was like my day off. I was at Nick's house. He was at work. I had the house to myself. I was like, I'm just going to do a little bit of girly reading. So I friggin' did. And he comes home and he was like, what you reading? And I was like, nothing. Like hit it, like sat on it. I was like, nothing. I'm not reading anything. Don't ask me that what book what are you talking about I'm not reading what is reading I don't even know how to read uh it was so funny and um eventually he's like just tell me so I was like I'm reading this book and I told him and like how you know it's it's like a book that you're kind of invested in is because days later Nick was like hey what's what's happening in your book like <laughs> he wanted to know <laughs> um and so yeah, that was fun. Um, so readability interest gave it a seven. I will say, like, it does get a little bit stale after a while, but I didn't stop reading it. I considered quitting to quitting reading it just because I was like, I'll explain it more in plot, but I was kind of like, okay, I see where this is going, but like, I don't know how I feel about it. Um, so yeah, for language and style, I gave it a five. The writing's not bad. There's just like nothing really in it. There's no like substance in it. And it uh, repeats itself a lot. A lot of the same things come up. You know, the main character is constantly wondering why she's like useless. Um, Just a lot of the same things repeated. There's no really like flowery language. I can't even really... Like, I know that we're in the United States, but they travel around a lot, and it's very rare that things are described in any kind of, like, flowery way. Um, so, five. For form, I'm going to omit form, but I will say it is split up into three acts. Um, the first two acts being almost completely porn. And then I think by the third act, she was like, oh, no, I have to have a plot for my book. Let me throw a whole bunch of plot in just at the end. And how do I do that? If the characters are all together, I can't. I need to separate them because they cannot keep their hands off of each other, which like, fair enough. Sometimes I feel like my characters just be doing what they want to do. Characters don't. You don't really control them. They tell you what they're doing. And so I get it. Um, but it was funny. Just like the third act, she was just like, plot, 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 plot. Uh, the third act is where there's like not a lot of business happening because there's actual things happening. Um, kind of funny. Um, I will also say, though, in each act, she like will give you a recap of the act before in a way that makes me wonder if this started off as fanfic. But I could not find it. Like, I looked it up online and I didn't see anything about it. Um, I'm kind of still in the process of looking that up, though, because parts of it really did feel like fanfic to me. Um, 
And like, even in my head, I was like, I could so totally see this being some One Direction fanfic. And I know who each of the guys would be and everything. But I'm not positive on if it is fanfic. Um, it's just, I don't know. There, there are definitely some things that she does that I'm like, this could definitely have been published online over multiple times and even like the way that she does her porn um when you're writing fanfic you know like each chapter you release you're releasing that it's published then people read one chapter at a time usually and so that chapter has to be exciting and it has to give you something at the end that's going to make you want to read the next chapter uh and you don't get in, in fanfic i feel like it's rare for you to have quiet moments that you can actually have in physical books um and this book very much had like every chapter something exciting's happening something's making me happen that's gonna want me something's something's happening that's gonna make me want to read the next chapter so it really did remind me of fanfic but I couldn't who knows who knows where it was published who knows what was going on there it's just in the flesh and it's in the being it's in the book um, for shelf worthy read again, I gave it a 5.5. I don't know why someone would read this again. Like maybe you would just open up to like a random page and just start reading the smut on that page. But like, I don't know if you would read this full book ever again, especially because like there was no real plot. Um, I also don't know. I don't know if libraries are censored. Are libraries censored? I don't know. Like, would could you go check this out of a library? Don't know if you could. Don't know if you would want to kind of thing. Um, if you're into romance, if you like the smut, I will say this is the smuttiest thing I've ever read in my life. And I read after at the age of 13. And this is also the most... Yeah, I read After, I read Dark, I read The Boxer. I read all those at, like, 14 years old. So, this is the, this is the smuttiest thing I've ever read in my life. Um, it is literally every two to three pages, there is something happening. They cannot keep their hands off of each other. And um, I think if that's what you're looking for, this is honestly the book for you if you've read many a porn book and you were like no erotica is making me feel anything well bestie you should definitely try this one um and i'm gonna get into it more in plot but i think if that's what you're looking for if that's the kind of romance you like it's and if you like like the fantasy thing i think that this is really interesting i'm also going to talk about this in plot in a hot minute um but yeah, so maybe you do want it on your shelf. I would refrain from borrowing it just because I would feel weird about borrowing a book like this. And I don't know if you can from the library anyways. Maybe from like your friend. That's fine, I guess. Um, But yeah, so okay, for plot. Hear me out, everyone. I gave this plot a two simply because, like I said, there is no plot. Um. So let me explain a little bit more. Uh, she, like I said, she goes to this vampire's house. His name's Malachi. He's trapped. 
He's trapped by something called a blood ward. As she's there, his friend Wolf comes. And suddenly, it's a thruple. And uh, they have a fun time. And then suddenly, his friend Rylan comes, and it's a foursome. And everyone is having a great time all the time. So she's in a, a great polyamorous relationship. Um, it's thriving. Everything is used all the time, every time. Um, it's crazy. It's insane. It's wild. Uh, yeah. Um, there was one point towards like the, in the third act of the book where a girl is introduced and her name's Grace. And I was like, if they add this girl into the mix, I'm not going to like the book anymore. I'm, no, there can only be one female in my relationships that I read about. <laughs> so, um, but I will say, spoiler alert, she does not get added to the mix of things, which I was like, good, great. There can only be one vampire queen. And that's how I feel about that, because I'm a Leo. Um, so... The one thing that I did find really, really interesting about this book is it does something with the idea of vampires that I thought was interesting. So vampires, charming, endearing, seductive. They're like almost irresistible in a way, right? That's how we are taught that vampires are. So in this book, like I said, they... it the. The porn starts on uh, page three. Page three is when it starts. And how it starts is Malachi meets Mina and he immediately goes and sucks her blood. Which you're like, and? What does that mean, Marissa? That's okay. That's just vampires doing vampire things. Okay, yeah, this book does a really fun thing with vampires where when they suck your blood, it's like it's directly connected to your womanly anatomy. And she immediately had her wonderful O. <laughs> and like crazy wild, like why would they do that? But also, how for like, of course, of course that makes perfect sense. Like they're seductive. They're, like, irresistible. Like, of course, their bite would be, like, maybe not so painful. Maybe pleasurable. I thought that was a really interesting take on this whole vampire thing. So good for you, Kate. You had me... You had me thinking. <laughs> I was enjoying. Um, so that was wonderful. And, uh... Yeah. But, like I said, in the third act they all kind of get separated and they're kind of like, oh, wow, like, they're all separated. We have to go find them. We need plot in this book so that we can wrap it up to the end. Let's pack that all into the third half. And so I did feel like there was a lot that was kind of left to the atmosphere that I was wondering about. Um, so did it all get tied up? No, but I am curious as to if there is another book that is in the same realm of this book and I didn't look that up so it's totally possible so in like the same universe as this book but um 
dealing with a different character who is in the book. I don't know. Demons. Yeah. So who knows? Um, also, really quick, I want to read something. And it was just really funny that like Eliza read this really beautiful thing. And then I thought about the part that I wanted to read. And I was like, oops. So um, pretty much, like I said, Malachi is trapped by something called a blood ward. And they have to boop break this blood ward and um you do that by having a lot of power either by pain or pleasure so so let me i'm just gonna start from here and i'm gonna bleep out words because i will not read words to the podcast as if he can hear my thoughts, Ryland shoots me a sharp look, but he keeps going. We do that by boosting Mina's power with our blood and then making her beep so hard it overrides the blocks in her mind. I blink. What? He said pain or pleasure could do the trick, but I didn't really think about what it would entail. Why do we need all three of you to make that happen? Wolf laughs. Three beeps are better than one, love. Trust us, you'll have a good time. Even when I had beep with both Wolf and Malachi, it wasn't at the same time. Adding in Rylan, I shiver. That seems like it's going to be overwhelming. That's the idea. Rylan's cold gaze flicks over to me. <laughs> so that's what I've been reading for the last week. Thanks, guys. Um, for characterization, I'm going to give it a four. Mina's character was honestly just, like, useless. So sorry. She was so useless and so annoying. Um, but honestly, she got, like, three hot guys attached to her. So, like, good for her, bestie. Um, I will say, though, like, the three vampires in question, one of them was very set, and his character was always like, okay, I understand his character. I know what he's going to do. He makes sense. The other two felt a little bit up in the air and it was almost like they would switch back and forth. Like one was supposed to be the leader one, but one was giving, like one of them was simply not, I don't know. One of them was giving more of the like cold vibes. For example, in case anyone would understand this, like I said, I could see this being a One Direction fanfic. Was it? I don't know if it was. But let me just say, if I were to make the One Direction boys these boys, this is how I'm going to explain this. Uh, Wolf, he's crazy. He's wild. He's either going to be Niall or Louis. Because he also, the only reason why I put Niall in there is because he has this like really soft side that comes through. And I'm like, okay, fine. Niall's laughing. He's goofy. He's having a good time. But he can also be soft. So he's going to be like the Nile or Louis, okay? Um, Malachi, obviously, he's very hairy. He's very hairy. He's very dark hairy, I'd say. Um, but he's supposed to be like the leader of this group, okay? And he often gives off like, like Liam fanfic vibes. So I was confused about that. But then Rylan, he's like older than them and he knows all this stuff. And he's like, 
he's like very like reserved with Mina and like doesn't want anything to do with her. So I mean, like because he's almost like grumpy, he gives me Zane vibes. But also he gives me Liam vibes because he's like older and he knows everything and he feels very like dad. So that's what confused me about that. That's why characterization got a four because she had her boys all mixed up and it was making me confused. <laughs> so that's how I feel about that. And um, yeah, that was Court of the Vampire Queen. And that's what I have to say about, about that. That passage you read was so cuckoo crazy. That's literally at the end of the first act. So that is, uh, that's only 134 pages into the book. And I specifically put a little piece of paper in it to bookmark it. I immediately was like, I have to read this. This is so funny. That like I sent it to Nick and everything. I was like, just read this. And he was like, oh my God, pain or pleasure. That's so funny. That was cuckoo crazy. What a what a phenomenon, truly. It was a fun read. Here's my question. <laughs> when you were talking about shelfworthiness, would you, if you had an e-reader, would this be the type of thing that you would purchase on the e-reader for like cheaper than a regular book? Yes. And then my follow-up question to that is, what do you think about smut books being audiobooks? I personally don't know how I would feel about that. Yeah. I think it depends a lot on like, is it like the narration? Is it going to be female or male narration? Or is it like a mix? Like, what's the deal with that? And like, who is reading me the smut scenes and how are like how much are they getting into it because if if they're getting too into it I'm gonna freak out I'm not gonna like it right because that's what I'm like this is interesting because I'm like okay so you want to read so you want to consume pornography but you don't want to go on the internet but you also don't want to spend $17 on a book but you also don't want to go to the library and take out the book your options are ebook or audiobook which would you rather which is going to be more efficient for you like you know what I mean like it's an interesting mm -hmm. it's interesting to think about because you can get free audiobooks from your library with Libby yes so you could theoretically if you listen to this episode and you were like I gotta know what the fuck is going on you could probably get Court of the Vampire Queen from your library but it's like what is that narration gonna be like you know I would love to find out um you gotta you you could do it you could i'm looking it up right now to see if we have it yeah but no like i get embarrassed really easily or uh well not really easily but it's more just like like one time when i was a little kid i ran into a pole okay and like fell flat on my butt and i sat up like the undertaker and looked around to see if anyone was looking at me. And my parents were like, don't look at her. Don't make eye contact. Pretend like you didn't see it. And this lady who's like kind of my grandma, she was like, you guys are being crazy. She just hurt herself and went up to me and was like, oh my God, like, are you okay? Like, that was terrible. And I literally punched her right in the nose. As you should. 
because how dare you like everyone has to act like nothing happened or I'm gonna get too embarrassed and that's how I feel about audiobooks like you you can't don't get too into it you have to be cool calm collected or I'm gonna get embarrassed because I feel like you would probably rather read a smut scene to yourself yes (laughs) but that's more work too so what's going on you know like what's the tea so okay it looks like they have a couple kate robert books um but i i'm not seeing court of the vampire queen but also court of the vampire queen just came out in september right so it could be that the audiobook hasn't been made yet right they do have an audiobook of neon gods which i that was my second pick that i was gonna do if i didn't do this one which is i was told has less smut but more of a plot Okay, sure. But I just figured if we were doing a smart episode, I was going balls to the wall. I'll doing see. it. Right. No pun so, Um, Maybe I will borrow it really quick and, like, listen to, like, zoom forward in it. Which also, Neon God sounds cool because it's like a... It's, it's a... Olympian Greek gods that's retelling. Kind of, that's kind of fun. But um yeah, I would I would love to to know what this book would be about when it came out. I am half tempted to read um and or listen to Hooked. Cause every time I see it, I'm like, why does this sound kind of fire? <laughs> You're right. It does. If I was going to pick one smutty fantasy book from the section, that's the one I would pick. I, every time I see it, I'm like, that's kind of, she kind of ate. I don't like the cover, so that's why I didn't pick it. It's not a good cover. Mm-mm. You got me there. Um, Yeah, I will say a lot of the romance books have just absolutely heinous heinous covers yeah they do like sad get on that and fix it because what's the tea also very misleading that so many of them have those like cute illustrated covers like apparently like it happened one summer it's like vulgar but it looks like it's gonna be just like a cute little book Mm -hmm. and that's hilarious I think we should get some of the um, OG graphic design Wattpad girlies to come make these covers. Bitch. You know what has a graph- Wattpad cover is that, that sex slash life series? Have you seen these? Mm-mm. They'll be like um, a man in like a suit on the cover with like a weird like rainbow different colored backgrounds and it's like foggy and like you can't really see what the fuck is going on but it's giving when you would like see a like mafia harry um cover love it which why was that a thing i would eat that up (laughs) which is loved to write and read a mafia harry fan fiction yes because harry has to be angry all the time which is so funny because he's just simply not he's not he's so lovely I also find it hilarious that I was literally like what like 14 years old on Tumblr reading Harry fanfiction. But then the second 
Don't Worry Darling came out and I was in the theaters watching it. I was so embarrassed. I was feel like I'd already seen it a thousand times. Mm -hmm. But also that's like Harry Harry. You know, like that's real Harry. That's why it made me so secondhand embarrassed to see his butt. I hate that. I don't like that. Harry's butt. Um yeah. Well, that was it's corn, everybody. That was its corn. Big lump with knobs. It has the juice. I can't imagine a more beautiful thing. <laughs> um, what's next week? Next week we are celebrating Black History Month. Whoa. Hell fucking yeah. I'm so excited. We love Black History Month. Liza, what are you uh what are you reading? I am reading a book called that also came out this year over the summer called Didn't Nobody Give a Shit What Happened to Carlotta by James Hanaham, which is about a trans woman reentering society after spending many years in a, a men's prison living as a trans woman. And it takes place in Fort Greene. And it's by a queer author who was actually and may still be a professor at Pratt Institute where Marissa and I went. So I'm very, very excited. We have his book in a hardcover shop. And every time I walk past it, I'm like, he is. It's a gorgeous cover too. And I love it. Very, very fun. How about you? Um, I have switched my idea three or four times now. I was going to read, um, Terrible of the Sower, obviously by Octavia Butler, but I really wanted to read Kindred, and then just yesterday we got Kindred in, so then I bought Kindred, but then I was like, or not Kindred, uh, yeah, no, Fledgling, but then I was like, oh, I was like, wait, I just read a vampire book, I can't read another vampire book, and then Liza sent me this TikTok about this graphic novel called Bitterroot. And uh, we have it in store because I already looked it up. We have all three. I believe only three have come out and I think it's done after the third one. So that's the whole series. We have all three and we have a buy one, get one deal on Image Comics right now. So I'm like, I'm going to friggin' go buy that right now. Um, and I think that's what I'm going to read. How freaking fun. And they will be two books, I think, that not only grapple with obviously black history and the black experience in different ways but also like what it means to be a black person living in america but dealing with that in very different ways so i think that'll be really interesting for us to read i'm excited very excited make sure you tune the fuck in and Go thank your Black booksellers, Black librarians, Black educators, Black book content creators, and Black authors. And if you don't read books by Black authors this month, you're stinky and we hate you. That's just not okay with us. No. Pass. Get to it. Give it to the next person. Yeah, period. So if you didn't have any plans to read a book by a Black author this month, 
you actually have to go to the library or the bookstore between now and the next time we see you or else you're not allowed to listen to the podcast anymore sorry we don't make the fucking rules but that's how it is Mm-mm. actually we do make the rules <laughs> and i stick by that sometimes that's yeah, made the rules <laughs> is that all she wrote that's all she wrote we love you guys peace out bye having a brain think about it it's really tough